0: look forward to another year of in the trenches presented by First Star Logistics but we wanted to give you some big news this season you'll find our interviews and keys to bengal's victory on in the trenches in the First Star Media Group YouTube channel along with our growing team of Joe Goodbury's Bengals on the Brain and Malik Wright's State of the Jungle also the great folks at First Star Logistics have big plans this season with special giveaways each week the Bengals play So be sure to visit both channels and our social media pages to stay updated on all giveaways and the latest news on the Bengals. So be sure to subscribe to the First Star Media Group YouTube channel as after this season, it'll become the channel that will host all our content.
1: You're in the trenches with Dave Lappin presented by First Star Logistics. Be sure every week the Bengals play to take part in the great, big, gigantic First Star Logistics giveaway for the Steelers game. First, our logistics giving away a Bengals-themed PS5. Many great prizes remaining in this season. Dave Lappin was on the call for this game. Bengals fall to 5-6 and six on the season. 16-10 to 10 losers to the dreaded Pitt- Pittsburgh Steelers. Lap painful, painful, painful. It's, it's, I don't know how much you can say um, Pittsburgh Steelers over 400 yards of offense.
2: Yeah, for the first time, in, uh, they had gone 58 games, uh, not accumulating 400 yards, longest streak in the Super Bowl era, era since the 1970 season. Well, that's over. They uh, got 400 yards in the 59th game, so they ended up with 21 yards to the Bengals' 222. They had 68 snaps to the Bengals' 41. That's called a, uh, a butt-kicking in terms of taking control of things at the line of scrimmage. As a result, they had the ball for over 37 minutes for the Bengals, just under 23 minutes. Um, the Steelers had only been possessing the ball for 27 minutes a game coming in, which is 30 in the NFL. They got their running game going to 153 yards on 33 rushes. The Bengals had 25 yards on 11 rushes. Steelers ran the ball 22 more times than the Cincinnati Bengals did. As a result of that, the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers dominated on third down. They were over 47% on third down efficiency. The Bengals were two for 10, 20% on third down. They gave up four quarterback sacks to the Bengals all on third down. They had a red zone interception on third down. Uh, red zone turnover on third down is killer. And they uh, they had one of those uh, in this football game with that interception. So, yeah, overall, uh, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers – they're still having trouble scoring points. They did a much better job in terms of generating yards, and you got to give Kenny Pickett credit. He made some unbelievable throws. I mean, he had some deep balls to Pickens and others that uh, he put, you know, right in the only spot that he had can put, that he could have put the football to have the result that he had. I mean, he was he was really good with his downfield accuracy. There's there's no question about it. And uh, they, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers deserve this uh this win they deserve to win this football game
1: life without joe burrow started officially this game browning 19 of 26 227 yards a touchdown and as you said a very very poorly timed interception uh that probably cost it we, we probably almost guaranteed cost the Bengals points possibly even a touchdown and uh, maybe change the the outcome of this football game but um overall you you have to for a first career start, not a bad start just uh, some struggles here and there.
2: Yeah, I think numbers can sometimes be deceiving and um you know if you didn't watch the football game, you're just looking at numbers and brownie's quarterback rating is 96.2 and Pickett's quarterback rating is 97.8 there was a lot in my mind there's a big difference in the way the quarterbacks played. I thought in the football game, um, Kenny Pickett threw for 278, Browning threw for 227. That's not a huge difference. But the thing is, Pickett still didn't throw any touchdowns. I mean, he hasn't thrown many this year. I think he's only got six. And he didn't throw any interceptions either, though. Uh, so um, that's that's how Kenny Pickett's playing right now. The big deal in this football game, in my mind, was the return of Friar Muth. He was unbelievable. Targeted 11 times, 9 catches, for 120 yards. Uh, had a long of 29 yards. His first two receptions of the game were down the seam for over 50 yards, two chunk plays. Uh, first two plays that he contributed in the football game. I mean, honestly, if if uh, if he had been available, uh, maybe Canada wouldn't have been fired. You know, if they had him as a weapon at the tight end position, he has been a Bengal killer. He's done. He's played well against everybody, and they haven't had him for a few games. So, getting that weapon back was. Was huge for them because, I mean, eleven targets targeted more than anybody. Nine catches more than two times that anybody else had for 120 yards. That's that's great production.
1: Early on, it looked that especially that first drive by the Steelers. It looked like the Bengals defense was ready for a big day. Uh, some young players stepping up. Zach Carter punches out a, a Warren uh, and he fumbles the ball and uh, picked up by DJ Turner and it reviewed uh, by the officials, and it stood. um, And you thought, okay, you know, you all said uh, Trey Hendrickson getting a sack and that, you know, a drive two, I believe it was, actually. And um, you sit there and you go, you know, okay, we got a chance here. But things did not keep going uh, the Bengals' way. And, um, boy, the Steelers' defense, Watt on the edge, is just a handful no matter who, especially when you make – Mistakes later in the game, like the Bengals did in blocking assignments, with uh, Sample um, opens up the, the 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 offense to having some struggles as well.
2: Yeah, you certainly can't uh, not put a anybody. You have to you have to put uh, four four hands and four eyes on TJ Watt, not none. That's what they did on the last sack he had. I mean, that's going to be the easiest sack he's ever had in his career because, you know, you you got uh, a tight end staying in the slow block, Drew Sample, to work with Jonah Williams, and uh, both of them block the interior defender from T.J. Watt, and they let him run scot free, uh, right up the right up the outside on the edge, and he gets a an uncontested free runner sack. I mean, that's gift wrapped. Uh, he, he's he's a hell of a player. And you can't just give him plays like that. But he he's he did it all. I mean, he's dropping into coverage, uh, decent coverage, making tackles, you know, uh defending passes. I mean, he he's he is a complete football player and a lot of pass rushers don't play the run at all. You know, they uh and, and TJ Watt will in in all honesty, play the run as he's pass rushing, but he 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 plays it a little more honestly than a lot of great pass rushers do. I think he's pretty good on the edge in terms of setting a good edge against the running game as well. This, this guy is just a, a phenomenal football player. There is there is no question about it. And, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers have been doing a long time with Mike Tomlin. Um, they understand every nuance of this defense. Uh, they're, they're, they've been great on that side of the football forever. I mean, <laughs> I'm talking all the way back to the 70s. They've had uh, front defensive linemen that are just, you know, the steel curtain on. It's been, it's been an unbelievable run the Pittsburgh Steelers and they've only had three head coaches, you know, since the uh, 1969 Chuck Knoll, Bill Cowher, Mike Tomlin. I mean, you talk about consistency and um, just knowing what you're doing and how you're doing it, Um, respect and trust of owners, coaches, players. I mean, it's been an unbelievable run for the Pittsburgh Steelers and an amazing run for Mike Tomlin as well.
1: Dave, let me ask you this again in the second quarter, the third drive by the Bengals, uh, special teams, Travion Williams with a 46-yard, I believe it was, kickoff return, put the Bengals in good field position. Um, and then we saw the, the the pass deflection that Jamar Chase didn't quit on the play. The ball lands in his hands. He gets, I think, a 31-yard reception out of it. And then you you see the little things of go, moving, and you see the tight ends getting involved, end up with a touchdown pass to Drew Sample. And you thought, okay, the offense is starting to click a little bit more. It just took a couple drives to get going. But after that, you know, it, it, what what is the answer to running the football in the NFL for this Bengals team going forward?
2: That's the million-dollar question right there, Dave, because the Bengals came out the first play of the game. They came out with a sixth offensive lineman. You know, they said we're gonna we're gonna go big. We had two they had two tight ends in the football game and then also came out with Cody Ford as a sixth offensive lineman. So they were they were, you know, loaded up the line of scrimmage and they, they ran a play action pass off of it, but they used it and they used you know, used Cody Cody Ford as a sixth offensive lineman a couple of other times in the game. But man, I mean, it was <laughs> they only ended up running the ball fifteen times the entire game. And it was a close football game. The whole game you know i mean it's uh excuse me they ran it uh, 11 times for 25 yards and it was you know it was anybody's football game for a good part of that game uh they just don't seem to have any confidence in in uh, that part of it and it's going to be uh <laughs> i mean if you put that kind of a burden of responsibility every defense now the pittsburgh steelers said okay we get a rookie quarterback in terms of this is his first nfl start maybe not a rookie a true rookie in terms of coming right out of college he's been around on people's practice squads and all that sort of thing but this is his first nfl start we are going to make them one dimensional we are going to stop the run and make them throw the football not because jake Browning wants to and the coaches want to but because they have to and success no question about it to the uh to the pittsburgh steelers so Every team in the NFL is going to try to do the same thing. The Jacksonville Jaguars are going to make it a point to make the Pittsburgh, make the Cincinnati Bengals one-dimensional like the Pittsburgh Steelers did. And until they can run the football adequately well, it's going to put undue pressure on Jake Browning. I mean, you can't expect Jake Browning to be Joe Burrow. You, you have to let Jake Browning be Jake Browning. You have to do things to help Jake Browning and take some of the pressure off of Jake Browning. There's no question.
1: I know, I know fans I, – I looked at X slash Twitter during the game and even after the game. Fans are already – it's easy to always blame quarterbacks. That's why they get paid the big bucks on, on most, most teams. Um, and they're already yelling for McCarron to be put in place instead of Browning. Um, is that too early? I mean, after one career start, like we said – a decent showing not not spectacular but a decent showing you you have to give a a, a quarterback a chance to find rhythm to find his way uh especially a, a backup um i think i heard on the telecast they talked about you know you, you it's it's kind of like you know the uh, uh if there's a fire you got to break the glass to get the extinguisher out and that's kind of what the backup quarterback role is is all about um when 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 does this team Or for the fans' sake, when they're sitting there talking about, hey, we need to jump to a different quarterback, that just creates more of an issue, doesn't it?
2: Well, A.J. McCarron will be the first one to tell you he doesn't know the offense yet. So that's the problem that you're facing. And can he do what Dobbs has done? And and win games for two different teams in the National Football League. That's just an incredibly unbelievable story. And when you hear how players are being communicated into him, uh, by the minnesota vikings i mean it's just it's, it's truly amazing um so I, they feel like jake gronning has earned this opportunity um and uh he knows the offense cold he understands every every uh every nuance of the offense and you have to take into account too this 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 is the pittsburgh Steelers. this is a defensive football team that came into the game seventh in the nfl and points allowed no, they, they, they didn't uh, just shut the Bengals down. They're allowing 19 and a half points a game to everybody that they've played so far this year. I mean, this is a damn good football team on the defensive side of it. So you have to factor in who you're playing against as well. And in, in playing against uh, Mike Tomlin, the Hall of Fame coach that is a defensive-oriented guy. And, uh, I mean, he, he basically um, it, it has to go through Mike Tomlin before it goes to the field. In terms of what they're going to do defensively, and they've got a, a very good uh, defensive coordinator who's who's been with Mike Tomlin for a while and Terrell Austin. So, I mean, it's I I think I think that did he have one glaring mistake as as a turnover? Yeah, no question. I mean that that one was tough. But Pittsburgh, you know, they fumbled in the red zone too. I mean, that was a nullification. The points the Bengals didn't get. You could argue the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, did the same damn thing. I mean, if, if uh, the force fumble, that was that occurred at the 15-yard line. I mean, they are going into score. So the Bengals, you know, they don't allow any points that, at that time, and the Bengals uh, and spit it up with an interception. No, that's the only two turnovers of the game, and I'll be damned if both of them don't occur in the red zone. So they basically nullify each other. You know, I, I just think that you have to sit back and say, all right, well, the thing is, too, with Jake, it's like <laughs> one thing you want to do is play on time. And I thought, you know, a few times he held on to the ball too long, and don't take the sack, particularly on, well, you know, third down. You're thinking, okay, we're we're probably going to end up punting the football anyway. Anyways, if I don't make a play here, let me hold the ball a little bit longer, see if I can make a play. Well, if you're not, if if it's if it's like a, there's no way you're shoveling, you know, sand against the tide in terms of trying to make a play. Throw it away. Don't add to the hidden yards. Don't take a sack. And add another, you know, eight or ten yards to the hidden yards thing that you have to overcome as a punt team, and then, um, you know, not allowing a, a punt return. I mean, so I, I, think you know, Joe knows when to put his foot on the gas and to put his foot on the brake in those situations, and every one of them is different. And I don't think you would necessarily, you know, crucify Jake Browning for maybe having some issues in that regard against the Pittsburgh Steelers defensive football team in his first NFL start. I think that would be, you know, pretty unfair, really.
1: You're in the trenches with Dave Lapham presented by First Star Logistics. Again, a reminder, take part in the great giveaway all season long when the Bengals play by First Star Logistics. Some great prizes have already gone out. Dave and I get to see him when we're in the studio each week down at the First Star Logistics. And I'm telling you, stay tuned because there's going to be some more great prizes going out the doors in the coming weeks. Dave, we've had Frank Pollock on in the trenches several times over the last few years. A year ago, the Bengals made a, a change in the way they are blocked uh, as far as for the run game. Is that something that maybe needs to be looked at again this season?
2: Well, I mean, I think the the wrinkle this, this game was, like I said, uh, going three tight ends to start the football game, one of them was the sixth offensive lineman. I mean, you went big. <laughs> That's about as big a formation as big can be. So, I mean, they're trying to come up with some solutions, and I thought that was going to be maybe uh, – uh, once I saw that, I'm like, boy. Because I, I said in the pregame, I said, man, if you can go, you know, two tights and maybe even three tights and every once in a while make it a another, another offensive lineman and hammer those edge guys – hammer TJ Watt and hammer highsmith in the running game and kind of beat him up and wear him down a little bit. I think that would have an impact and I, I think they were thinking along those lines but and then it did, just didn't materialize for whatever reason. So, I mean, I I think they're going to continue to try to come up with uh come up with things and not just stay uh status quo with something that uh isn't isn't working um that, that phase of their of their offense is is not. I mean, they're they're at the bottom of the bottom of the barrel in terms of the running game on a league wide basis. And the sad thing is, Joe Mixon coming into this game in uh, in ten career games, he averaged fifteen carries for seventy five yards a game against the Pittsburgh Steelers, averaging five yards a carry and rushed for three touchdowns. And I thought, hey, maybe Joe will have another he has his career long or his career best hundred and sixty plus yards rushing against Pittsburgh. I thought, know, oh, maybe it's time for Joe Mixon. Well Certainly wasn't like I said. He ended up with 16 yards on the on the uh, on the game. He needed 17 to hit 6,000 yards. That was going to be a big milestone. We're going to talk about. He carries 16 yards. A long run of four yards. The longest run of the day was a Jake Browning scramble of six yards. I mean, th- that's 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 not a running game. <laughs> I don't know what I'd call it, but sort of maybe it's not even a walking game. <laughs> I don't know what it is.
1: Dave, a position that I, I feel gets overlooked, the fullback position. We don't see as much in the NFL anymore. You don't see as much in football anymore. But sometimes you, you'd like to see a, more of a power set, the old style, you know, fullback, tailback. Uh, and just, you know, like you said, too tight in, run the football. Um, boy, any chance down the road that, that Zach Taylor, Brian Callahan look to reintroduce a fullback into this system?
2: Well, they've done it with Drew Sample. He's lined up at the fullback position. You know, other tight ends have as well. You know, I mean, the, uh, the the Baltimore Ravens use Patrick Ricard as a fullback as an extra tight end, and you know they use guys like that all over the place. I mean, there's there's a position versatility thing. I mean, a lot of uh, you know a lot of a lot of teams um, you know will use tight ends in that in that type of a situation, but it's sparingly. There's no question. I mean the league has evolved from that. Um but you know what? <laughs> Sometimes you go contrarian. It's like, okay, well, yeah, maybe maybe we could be a trendsetter and have it come back, uh come back into play a little bit a little bit more. Um I don't know. It's I will say that the, the one two punch that the Pittsburgh Steelers have at the running back position is working. Najee Harris feels feels Warren's success. I mean Warren had more rushing yards than anybody in the national football league the last three games, 318 rushing yards in an 88-yard game, 101-yard game, 129-yard game, three straight weeks, back-to-back-to-back career highs. So, man, Najee Harris is like, I better get get going. Well, you know, Warren's averaging 6.2 a carry for the year, leading the NFL against the Bengals. Najee Harris goes for 99 yards on 15 carries, 6.6 per Warren doesn't have the kind of game. Uh, 15 or 13 carries, 49, 3.8 per. But Najee, uh, man, more than once. I, I can't. I think I said, oh, the Pittsburgh Steelers are using the rugby scrum once again." I mean, they were pushing piles like, you know, four, five, seven yards. It was it was amazing. These running backs were finishing runs, and the offensive linemen were staying on their feet and finishing blocks. It was uh, it was pretty impressive the way they ran the football.
1: Again the Cincinnati Bengals fall 16-10 to the rival Pittsburgh Steelers. Moving to 5 and 6 on the season still looking for an AFC North victory. Jacksonville and 1 and 6
2: in the division in the conference in day. AFC, 0 oh 4 in yeah. the
1: division 1 and 6 in the conference. Ooh. painful. Man, that that's just the theme of the whole day, painful. Um the Bengals will head to Jacksonville for a Monday night game on Monday, December 4th, eight fifteen 15 kickoff. Uh, Jacksonville, 24-21 win over the Texans. I think that's uh, two games in a row. I think they beat the Titans the previous week, previous game. Not an easy task uh, going down to Jacksonville to take on Trevor Lawrence.
2: Trevor Lawrence and Etienne, man. That running back is, a, is an all-purpose, do-it-all guy. And uh, their defense is playing really good football as well. You're right. That's a that's a good football team, and they've won two division games in a row. And uh, they've got uh, playoff aspirations. They have division championship aspirations. They got all kinds of aspirations. So you know they think they're uh, a, a candidate to win the AFC and go to the Super Bowl. It's not going to be an easy task. There's no question about that. And uh, Trevor Lawrence is um, is if he is on his game, he's as good as you're going to find. I mean, he is a specimen. He does have a tendency to be a little bit inconsistent. And is he due to have a, have a, have a bad game? And will the Bengals make that be the case? Uh, Only time will tell, but man, if if he's on and, uh, and, and ATN is, is supporting him with what he does running the football and catching the ball out of the backfield for him. And they'll move him all around the formation and, throw him the football as well. I mean, he is the ultimate Swiss army knife. That's a, that's a damn good football team and a a very sound and solid defensive football team as well. The Bengals definitely have their work cut out for them.
1: Late in the game, Logan Wilson had his, it looked like his ankle got kind of bent over on a play. Any word on early word on Logan Wilson?
2: Yeah. I saw him after the game in the locker room here. And uh, I said, man, you get that thing rolled up on, huh? kind of, caught underneath your body and he said yeah he said you know it's early to tell too early to tell what what he's looking at yet i'm sure he's going to get treatment on it um and he'll probably you know ice and compression and all that sort of thing um the the big big thing is when he wakes up tomorrow morning how much swelling is there how much stiffness is there usually in injuries like that i've had that kind of Scenario where it's like, uh, what's it going to be like the first morning, the morning after? And that's usually when it's at its worst. So I'm sure he'll be able to uh, have a much better indication of how severe the thing is when he wakes up tomorrow morning.
1: Bengals did play this game without a couple guys. Any uh, future thoughts on as far as Cam Taylor, Britt, the T. Higgins being out getting guys back?
2: Yeah, you'd, you'd hope with a long week, you know, you got Monday night football, extra days, a long week that you know, at least one, maybe both of them make the dance. Um, Cam Taylor Britt still got, you know, he had a lot of swelling, a lot of blood in that, in that thigh, in a thigh contusion, like a real bad Charlie horse. I mean, a lot of blood in there that either has to reabsorb or it has to be taken out by needle, which I've experienced and would not absorb. And the doctor said if you keep it in there too long, it'll calcify on the bone. So I'm like, all right, and take it out. And they stick that big old needle in there and suck that blood out of there, and it's not a pleasant experience. Believe me, I've had like 60 cc's taken out of my thigh one time. And uh, hopefully he doesn't have to go through that, but um, see what he, who knows what what he's looking at this week. And then T. Higgins, you know, the hamstring injury. Uh, Jefferson, his teammate, Minnesota Vikings, he's missed six weeks now with a hamstring. and We know how they are. I mean, they can go, you know, anywhere from two weeks to a <laughs> month and a half, two months, depending on the location. If it's up by your, closer closer to your buttocks, as opposed to your knee, it's worse. Closer to your knee, the better off you are, even if it's a severe uh, pull. And if in the belly, you know, if it's a mild pull, you, you're better off. So it uh, depends on the location and the severity of the pull. And um, don't know what's going on with T. Higgins, but be nice to have him back, that's for sure.
1: You can watch In the Trenches with Dave Lapham on In the Trenches with Dave Lapham's YouTube channel, also on the First Star Media Group YouTube channel, and you can listen wherever you get your podcast from. Dave, I'll let you have your final thoughts on uh, this game and, and what we should expect in the following week as far as this team getting ready for Jacksonville.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's uh, obviously a, a bitterly disappointing game for, the, for this football team. They they wanted to get this first uh, division victory under their belt and and uh, put themselves in, in better position in the conference as well, getting that second conference win, but it, it didn't happen. You, you, just, you can't fold your tent, though. I mean, here come the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's life in the National Football League. You have to get over it quickly, uh, lick your wounds, and uh, and get ready. They're going to have an extra day off. So they'll have Tuesday and Wednesday off this week. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday will be – like a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday work week for them. So anybody that is got some sort of an injury, like guys we've been talking about, it does give them extra time for treatment and all that sort of thing. So hopefully they'll they'll be uh in, in good shape physically. And then the other part of it is the mental aspect. You know, you didn't expect to be five and six, oh and four in the division one and six in the conference. That that was the furthest thing from expectations. What what you have to do though is uh, compartmentalize and, and, and move on and, and, and try to turn it around the, the following week you have no choice um, and honestly this football team is good enough uh, to one, once you're uh, in a situation where uh, the, the the hourglass is uh, the, the sand is passing through the hourglass We don't have uh, many more opportunities now you become a spoiler I'm, I'm telling you down the stretch The teams that they're playing down the stretch, they're going to have to beat the Bengals to get in the playoffs. That might be a little bit of a task. You know, I mean, that's what you have to hang your hat on. You have to go out and compete your butt off every single play. You're a professional. You're being paid to do it. You have personal pride. Go out and lay it on the line and try to to win your battle every single week and let the chips fall as they may. That's the bottom line. That's what you have to do. You have really no alternative, no choice.
1: Dave, as always, we appreciate your time after a busy day. We also want to thank First Star Logistics for all, all the things they do for us in bringing you in the trenches with Dave Lapham. And again, a final reminder, take part in the great giveaways by First Star Logistics. Each week, the Cincinnati Bengals play this season. The PS5 is uh, the, for the Steelers game. And I'm interested to see what the next few weeks are going to bring in prizes because they have been great so far all season long. For Dave Lapham, this was Dave Burke, and enjoy the rest of your weekend, and we hope to see you in the trenches with Dave Lapham.
0: Dave Lapham here, and every day I am grateful for my experience to have played professional football. As a player, I realize self-motivation, leadership, and appreciating your teammates are key. At First Star Logistics, you can use those same attributes to create the life you want for you and your family. Build your future by working hard like I did. You'll see results both on and off the field. Call First Star Logistics today and be part of our winning team.